Welcome to Trevecca Community Church's Sermon Podcast Series. Each week we'll be streaming our sermon from within the sanctuary just for you. morning. Hear the word of the Lord today from Philippians chapter 2 verses 1 through 11. If then there is any encouragement in Christ, any consolation from love, any sharing in the spirit, any compassion and sympathy, make my joy complete. Be of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, But in humility, regard others as better than yourselves. Let each of you look not to your own interests, but to the interests of others. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness, and being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every other name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. This is the word of the Lord. It has been so good to be a part of this congregation for the past four years. And before I get started, I just want to thank all of you. There's so many different people who have been so influential in my life um, from the time I was really young. Um, I've been from Midland Valley to Nashville in that transition. It has been so amazing and so lovely to have been a part of y'all's lives as you've been a part of mine. Um, But one thing I have learned from living in Nashville, living in the South long enough, is that while I know that most of you speak English, um, there's a whole other language that exists in the South that my mother lovingly refers to as Southern. Um, And for the people that didn't grow up in the South or grew up down here, uh, it has a completely different vocabulary. Some things have completely different words, and we need to clear some of those things up. So I'm gonna put some pictures on the screen, and I want each of you to call out what those things are called to you. And I want to hear it. So go ahead and put the first picture up there. So many of you just failed Southern. It's a buggy. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Sherry. Uh, We can put the next one up there. That's a lightning bug. There's no G on the end of that lightning. It's lightning bug. It's not a firefly. You can put the next one up there. Caramel, caramel. It's definitely caramel. Caramel. Don't pronounce the A in the middle. All right. This one has personally brought up a little bit of tension in my uh, relationship with Megan, my fiance, because I say it correctly. I say pecan. Um, but she's a true Southern girl, and she says pecan. And I lovingly remind her every time she does that a pecan is what we use the restroom in and not something we eat. So it's pecan. <laughs> 
Um, but another thing that's weird in the English language and like living in the South is spelling things is always weird. I know some people have like weird name spellings. I don't know who that would be. Um, but the I before E rules and things like that, we should all be able to spell things correctly like through our English classes. We do all the way through high school, even into college. You think we all be on the same page with some of those things. And spelling is important. For example, Megan and I both have, unfortunately, weird spelled names. Um, Megan's name is M-E-A-G-A-N. And my name is Curtis with a K, K-U-R-T-I-S. And the funniest thing about this to us is that it makes complete sense, and it's the exact right way to spell these names. For Megan, her name is Megan, not Megan. It's Megan like Reagan. So spelling it M-E-A-J-N should clear up that confusion. That's exactly what our parents had in mind. But we have learned that it does not clear up any confusion. It actually makes things much more confusing. We have friends that call her Megan, uh, Miagan, and things like that. That doesn't help any of the confusion at all. But it's Megan like Reagan. And for me and my brother, my parents gave us our names because they were like, oh, look, if they don't like their names, they can shorten it. So like Jackson would be Jack. Curtis could be Kurt. And they've always told me that because Kurt with a C looks a little bit different, looks a little bit weird, that Kurt with a K looks more right. Well, that and my mom has always been really fond of Kurt Russell, apparently. And so that seemed to have some sway in that decision. But I will go with the first answer. Um, but when I was little all the way up through that time, I was like first or second grade, I would introduce myself to people as Curtis with a K, so much so that I still get letters from those people on my birthdays that say, like, happy birthday, Curtis with a K. I thought that worked until this week, actually, Dr. Tim Green came up to me and greeted me and another student named Curtis McDonald, who also spells the same with a K, and said, hey, Curtis McDonald, Curtis with a K, and then, hey, Curtis Poole, Curtis with a C, and I was like, I have to bring it back. I have to start introducing myself as Curtis with a K again so that people start getting that. Um, but Megan and I have always thought this was the best way to spell our names until a few months ago, and we were learning through what she's do- going through in school, and she's in student teaching right now, teaching first graders how to read. And there's a lot of phonics rules and spelling rules that come along with that. I know some teachers in here that probably know those things a lot better than I do that we found out that both of our names are actually phonetically and grammar-wise spelled incorrectly. And so that has been really interesting to come to that conclusion. Um, Who knew? Um, But nonetheless, spelling my name correctly has always been really important to me because it's my name. Um, I always like to make sure people pronounce and say Megan's name and spell Megan's name properly because it's her name. It's part of who she is. Our names are really basic information. It's like the first thing you get to know about somebody other than the color of their hair. And it's the most personal thing you can know about somebody. So many of you from this involved congregation in the Nazarene Church know that going to General Assembly, saying your last name, can immediately tell everything about you. I go to General Assembly and say, hi, I'm Curtis Bullock. Oh, you must be so-and-so and and -and so-and-so's boy. And then it goes down the list. They know my whole genealogy better than I do. Um... And so our names can carry a lot of weight in the same way that Jesus did. Um, He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even on a cross. Therefore, God also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every other name. So that the name Jesus, every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. And look... A virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. 
Jesus' name was intentional from the very beginning. Mary and Joseph had very specific instructions to name Jesus the way they did. They didn't get to look through the baby name books and pick out the fun, cute little spelling. They were told that his name meant that the Lord saves and that God is with us. This person, Jesus, God, is with us. And his name carries meaning. And it reminds us of who he is. Now, I have another question for you. And again, I want real answers. I need you to call out from your seats and tell me. I don't want to just sit up here quietly. Um, When we think of God, what words or phrases come to mind about who God is? Father. Father, Almighty. Savior. Love. Redeemer. These are all really, really good, really faithful answers from a really faithful congregation. And there's a few more words that, as I've learned coming through Trebekah, that if I didn't add them, that Dr. Gaines, Mr. Dr. Gaines, might be a little upset if I didn't add these. Um, So in light of Good Friday, I think that we should add the words broken, murdered, mutilated, and humiliated. But thanks be to God, in light of Easter, we can say that God is risen, God is alive, Emmanuel, God is with us. These names of God are given to us with a beautiful image of who God is, who God has been, and who God will be forever. The name of God is important in our prayers. We say, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. The name of God is important in our worship. We sing today about the wonderful, beautiful, and powerful name of God, declaring him king over our lives. I asked Pastor Jordan and Pastor Trila to sing a song a little bit later that goes a little bit like this. Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, Emmanuel, God with us, you're here with me. Wonderful Counselor, the government is resting on your shoulders, and your names say it all. They say it all, and we stand in awe of you. But why is this important? Why does the name above every other name have anything to do with us? Why does the name above every other name have anything to do with Trebekah Community Church? Why does the name above every other name have anything to do with a church that says we're about Christ-centered worship, prayerful listening, formational storytelling, making room, bridging and binding communities, equipping, empowering, and sending? When you read the list, it kind of makes sense. Like, everything on that list has to do with who God is. And the people of God a long time ago decided that we'd bear this name Christians as a way to say, this is who we are. You're making fun of us, but that's who I am. That's my name. And it's not to say that we are God, not to say that we are Jesus, but that this name can say a lot more about who we are than my name can. We bear the name that makes darkness flee. We bear the name that makes mountains bow down. And we bear the name that makes rocks cry out, Holy, Holy Lord, God Almighty. We bear the name that empties itself. We bear the name that takes the form of a servant. We bear the name that is obedient to the point of death. We bear the name that walks around with open wounds, inviting people in to the place where grace flows out. So what does that mean for us? What does that mean for the people of Christ? What does it mean for the people of God, the people of Jesus, the people of the Holy Spirit? I think it means that we be of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. It means that we do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility regard others as better than ourselves. 
It means that each of us look not to our own interests, but the interests of others. It means that we let the same mind that was in Jesus Christ be in us. To bear this name, we walk into new creation each and every day. To bear this name means to love as we have been loved, and to bear this name means that we live as dry bones that can walk again. I was talking to a friend just yesterday about how important it is for people to know their name and to know how important it is when names change. This friend has a new name, and so when I speak to this friend, it's important that I say their name correctly. Their name has changed because they have changed and learned about who it is to to be them and who it is to have that name. Church, when we bear our new name, we agree to allow the name to change and form us into a cross-like form. We decide the most basic thing that someone can know about us is the name of Christ. We decide that is the only thing that we can do is to bear that name. When people get married or have major life change, their names change, like from Saul to Paul, from Lauren Cagle to Lauren Guthrie. (laughs) And we start calling them that new name. It can take some practice. Lauren probably gets all the time Lauren Cagle still, but we know it's Lauren Guthrie now. (laughs) But it takes practice to be a part of this and get used to this. And a part of bearing that new name is practicing how to pronounce that name and practicing how to spell that name correctly. Because it's so basic to who we are. It's basic to pronounce the name correctly in the communities around us. It's basic to spell these names out as we interact with creation that's growing and changing around us. So how do we pronounce that name? How do we spell that name correctly? We look to the one who pronounced it first, pronounced it on the cross and pronounced it in new creation and new life. And we pronounce it the same way that the one who bears it in our hearts and in our Holy Spirit. And we know that our name is pronounced reconciler, healer, provider. Our name is pronounced friend, weeper, listener. We spell our name as peacemaker and bridge builder and caregiver. And our name is teacher, pastor, intimate lover, and we bear the name of Christ each and every day. Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to join us on campus next week, we have discipleship classes beginning at 9 a.m., followed by service at 10.30. That service will be streamed to Facebook Live. We have to see you there.